You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and I am officially back in action in terms of starting to record again, which is super exciting. And I mean record again, as in I had a baby. He is eight weeks old now, and his official name is William, but uh, we call him Bo because when you have several bills in your house and across the street, his dad, Bill's dad, whose name is also Bill, is across the street. And so all their names are William. You have to have a different nickname. Otherwise, it's just utter chaos. So it's been about eight weeks since we had our baby Bo. And yeah, it feels really, really great to be back recording. And also at the same time, it's been great to have a little bit of time and space away from the podcast to really think about what I want for this space, the conversations I want to be having, and who I want to bring to you. And one thing that's become so clear to me is that you know, I love talking about big ideas. And I love when people can actually lay out a step-by-step process for me. And I actually learn something. I, you know, I'm sure you guys are probably the exact same. You don't want to, you know, listen to podcasts that aren't teaching you something. And you know what? I'm going to get geeky here for a sec. But the reason that that is so important is that when you learn something new, Your brain is actually creating new neurons and pathways. And the more that you kind of like re-listen to that information, or if you are, what's the word I'm looking for? If you kind of like go through your notes and you review, that's the word. If you review that information, it actually strengthens those neurons in your brain. So for me, this space is really about learning things I didn't know before. And anyways, I just had that realization that that's why I do this. I do this to learn new things and to share them with you. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast and yeah, for allowing me to share the things I'm interested in learning and sharing my story. And yeah, that's that's what I think podcasts are all about. So this episode today is a little bit different because I want to share my story about Bo. And I think for maybe some of you guys that might be new here, you might not have heard of the previous episode I recorded about rainbow babies. And don't quote me here, but I think it's episode 16. I think that you could go back and listen to if you wanted to hear the real, like raw, vulnerable version of all of that. But I want to talk today I'll give you a quick 
like, you know, synopsis, like just like a couple friends sitting around. I'll give you the short version. And then I'm going to talk about outside of my story and what that was like with bringing Bo into this world. Some of the more woo stuff that maybe I don't talk about a lot, but I want to get into Reiki and how that was really a life-changing process in like accepting kind of the mission that, you know, like that we've been on. And some of the things about consciousness that we have done sort of differently, I feel with with uh, Bo coming into the world. Yeah. And even how I think ultimately we have really become better parents and entrepreneurs and all the things kind of mixed in this round. All right. So our journey to Bo. So for those of you guys that haven't heard our original story, we have a genetic, we as in I have a genetic condition when I carry baby boys. And it is an X chromosome linked issue. And what it basically means is that when I am carrying a boy, if they have my bad X, then they have severe life-threatening issues. And so in the process of getting pregnant the first two times, I found out I was having a boy. They did further testing. At 16 weeks, it was, yeah, usually about 16 to 17 weeks is when you find out if they are the carrier of, it's called Wiscott-Eldritch syndrome. It's very, very rare, and this condition. And basically, uh, I opted, it it was considered what my doc called a failed pregnancy. So I had two terminations at that point. And uh, did not carry through due to the, you know, like the severity of the issues. And it was heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking to, yeah, to want something so bad and to know that it was just not uh, possible for us. So, yeah, those were my two first experiences with getting pregnant. And then I got pregnant again. Like, I don't even know, you know, when you think back to something traumatic that you go through, I don't even know where the strength came from for us to try a third time. And that's when we got pregnant with a girl and had my daughter Coco. And she was just such a, like, you know, bright, shining little light. And then I got pregnant again. And I don't know, like, it was funny. This is a lot of information, but I'm going to share it with you guys because we're all friends here. My husband, I don't, he like doesn't seem to think that like it was possible I would get pregnant. I'm like, well, you know how people get pregnant, right? Like this shouldn't be a surprise to you <laughs> like that we're pregnant. Anyways, that's just a little bit of uh, too much information probably, but it's just the truth. Like I thought we were trying to get pregnant and apparently maybe he didn't. But anyways, we got pregnant and I found out I was having a boy. As we know, the trauma It's like, you know, you're reliving those feelings of what happened before over and over again. Those circuits in your brain are just like, you know, primed and running. And it felt it was very, very, very difficult to relax and just be like, but I also had this feeling that things were going to be okay at the same time. But it was like, yeah, but this happened twice before. Right. And for that to happen to us two times in a row with the Wiscott Eldritch, it was something crazy like point. 004% chance that that would happen. So that 
again, felt just like, how is this so heartbreaking? And I know that uh, anything to do with pregnancy and, you know, these sort of situations is just such a heart wrencher. So anyways, we found out we we're having a boy and then I got the additional testing done and everything. Like, I can't tell you guys the the relief that I got when I found out that Bo was, we didn't have a name at, well, say we didn't have a name we knew every boy that we had it was like this is going to be william and this is going to be will like it's the first name in our family with every boy i mean my husband's family not mine but so anyways then we found out we were going to have a boy william and it was like almost didn't feel real and now i understand actually why this was like those trauma feelings because it's hard to just snap out of that right like especially when those neurons in your brain are like, you've made those pathways, you've thought about those things so many times. So it was almost like it was still hard to relax a little bit and be like, okay, like he's coming, he's going to be okay. So anyways, speed up to the present. Here we are. He's eight weeks old. He is a little tank. He weighed nine pounds, nine ounces. And I had a, I opted for a C-section. My first one was a C-section. She was breech. And so I had another one because, yeah, I didn't want to go into labor and I recovered quite well from the first one. So I was like, you know what, if I have the option and then my doc after, even though he tried to convince me to not do that, I don't know, (laughs) we'll get started on that another day, trying to convince me that, oh, my wife did it and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, she did the V back and whatever, and she was fine and, you know. Anyhow, I was like, nope, this is my choice and I choose my choice and this is what I'm doing. So anyhow, I was really glad. I was really glad that I made that choice because the baby was big and my doctor the next day after he delivered uh, Bo was like, oh, like my shoulder hurts. Like he was so hard to get out. And I was like, yeah, okay, right. Again, (laughs) this is these are things you keep in your head and you don't say to your patient. No, I my doc is. Yeah. Those are like the two comments that uh, I just, yeah, they're, they're laughable. They're just laughable. Um, Great doc. Really happy with our healthcare here. It is phenomenal, like phenomenal healthcare here um, where we are in Ontario, Canada. It's great. I can't like, there's no complaint there about any of it. So anyways, here Bo is. And uh, yeah, it's been a trip. Like honestly, having Someone actually told us uh, on an airplane one time, we were heading to Seattle and he said he was a psychologist and I thought he was going to have this kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I was expecting his comment to be negative, maybe because a lot of people try to tell you things about parenting and they're like, "Mm, wait till your life's, you know, your life's going to be over. You're not going to have any time for yourself. And Bill and I are always like, hey, how about those naysayers that like, you know, talk about how having kids is such a bad thing. And we're like, we couldn't even have kids before. So F ya, we're super happy. But thanks for sharing your negativity. Cool, right? Like, I I mean, I'm not trying to be an ass here, but I'm just like, we try to look on the side of positivity with things. And that just like doesn't jive with our energy. We are so blessed to have two little souls that are here and are healthy, happy, and, you know, have been, they've just been such a huge addition to our life. I'm not saying that that discounts like that times it's hard and you're juggling things, but we at the bottom of it are 
so, so very grateful. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. Yeah, the psychologist basically said that when you become a family of four, you actually start to feel like a family unit. And that definitely happened. Like, you know, not that we didn't feel like a family with Coco, but something changed when Bo came. All of a sudden, it was like, whoa, I'm saying the word to Bill, like, hey, what do you want to do with the kids? And it almost feels weird to still say that because, you know, one, we never wanted kids. Like we never thought about having kids until we got pregnant, which was an oops-a-daisy the first time. And uh, then it was like, holy shit, like I I do want kids. I don't want to miss out on this. So yeah, it really felt like a true family unit after we had Bo. So that's been amazing. So I want to talk about, there's a couple of key things here that I want to link into this with what has been kind of crazy. So the first thing is Reiki. So I don't know if you guys have done Reiki before, but, and I wouldn't even know how to describe it to you. So don't let me butcher this, but basically you can look it up. How about that? You look it up, just make sure you understand the definition of Reiki. To me, Reiki is this energy healing, and I don't know exactly how it works, but I believe in the placebo effect. And I think if you think something works, it does. And so Reiki, when I have a Reiki session, I basically am explaining some of the areas of my life that I want to see improve or areas I'm facing challenge. So the Reiki master is, yeah, so somebody that basically goes in and clears those channels of energy and yeah, like I always notice a shift in how I feel after I meet with her. And it's she's a distance healer. So literally, like we get on a FaceTime call. She asks what I want to go into. She goes and talks to my guides. And then the process starts. And 
I will literally hear like she has this drum on her wall and she'll always tell me this like when she thinks she's like found something she'll hear like her drum like like kind of ding like it's like the hide in it like kind of pops a bit and so it's really crazy because you know I don't know exactly how all this stuff works but I can just tell you that it definitely has made a huge difference so how this ties to Bo is at one point she actually told me that the two souls of my first two babies are actually my children now. And for somebody that has gone through a lot of trauma and a lot of loss, like there was so much, I don't know what the word is. It's like just a sense of, you know, relief or yeah, just like alignment. It made me, it just like eased a lot of things. Because I think whenever you lose a pregnancy, it's like obviously the loss and the grief of what could have been. So I think in this case where my Reiki healer shared that with me, it just made me feel at peace, you know, because it's obviously like any time, you know, someone has to make a choice like that or go through something like this, everyone has different feelings and things that go along with that. But it, it felt very heavy, very, very heavy having to make that decision. And so it just like eased that feeling for me, that feeling of I'm still connected, like the souls are here. And she also told me that Coco chose Bo and that they were meant to be best friends. And I know you might be thinking, is Ashley Shaw cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Maybe. But I'm telling you that even if I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you should come to the come to the party here because I don't know, there's just something about being connected and feeling like the universe has your back that for me has always when i lean into that stuff it always expands and it's not about that feeling of scarcity it's about that feeling of abundance i feel like that is all tied together so that was my little bit of a reiki snapshot there there's so much more to talk about with reiki and if this is an area of interest for you guys, I would love to share more on Reiki. I actually talked to my Reiki healer and asked her if she would come on the show, to which she said she would love to. So she will be coming up soon. Her name is Jocelyn. She is bomb. Like she's just so amazing. And she's already booked up. Like she's booked like three months in advance. Like I have to book her so, so far in advance. She's so good at what she does. And I just can't thank her enough for that. Those little bits from the spirit world that just made me feel at peace with everything that traumatic road that we have been down. So that's been amazing. Okay. So I want to summarize a couple of other things for you. So let's talk about consciousness. So one of the things, the other gifts that has come from having Bo is that I have had a lot of time since his birth to just kind of continue to reevaluate being conscious of my decisions. And there was a little bit of this that happened with Coco too. But I think the biggest difference is that with Coco, I was in fight or flight. Definitely. Like I was just trying to figure out how to have a new soul in our lives all of a sudden. And there were a lot of news and a lot of firsts and a lot of fear and all those things. Right. So the second one, you're a little more, at least in my experience, more relaxed. And then with that, it allowed me to kind of observe myself more and being conscious of things that I was doing. Like one thing I noticed, and I just kept thinking about this to myself, 
was assuming. So you know when someone says something and you assume you know what that meant? I made this conscious decision to just not assume things because sometimes I would let my mind just go like, and I would worry like, oh, did I say too much? Did I not say enough? And I was spending so much time spinning my wheels in assumption. And that was one of those gifts of like consciousness to realize like, I don't need to assume anything. I can actually just sit back and like not take anything from this and just stay in silence. And it was this period of, maybe three to four weeks, call it the pain medication, call it whatever (laughs) it could have been, but it was glorious. And I think that, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot and you guys know Joe's my buddy. I love Joe Dispenza. Just like we get stuck in these patterns of like, uh, you know, being on autopilot. And I just felt myself detaching from that. When I feel something, I want to observe myself. Like, why am I feeling that way? And this was just kind of part of the process of, I think after I gave birth to him, to Bo, there actually were people that told me like, you'll be very obviously in touch with the feminine side of things after, right after you give birth and creativity and those sort of things. But I really felt like I had this ah, intuition. That's what it was. I had someone else tell me like, you're going to be super intuitive. One of my other great friends who's a psychic you're going to be super, super intuitive. And I felt it like I was like, holy shit, like my third eye is open. This is crazy. Like, you know, that sort of idea. So that was a really big gift too, becoming conscious of what I was unconscious of and really trying to observe myself. Okay. Third thing here about becoming a better parent and uh, the toddler phase. So I would actually also tie this into becoming a better entrepreneur and a better partner. I know it all connects. So I did this toddler course and it's so, so very good. So if you got, you guys have probably heard of Big Little Feelings, they have an insane Instagram account. It's There's so many valuable tips there. And I did their potty course, which my child was potty trained in three days with their course, um, which was incredible. And I also did Winning the Toddler Stage, which is their other course. I'm telling you that course is not just for toddlers. It's for how to talk to your partner, how to be a better entrepreneur and work with people. And it really hit so many buckets for me. So what I was observing is that the way that we started talking to our daughter, who is, you know, Coco is almost two and a half now. It was like we were on our best behavior in front of her because we were learning the skills from this toddler course of how to validate feelings and how to repeat back, you know, how someone's feeling to confirm their understanding that you understand essentially what's going on. And it was interesting because Bill and I kind of, we came to this conclusion that, man, we are like, we feel really so much better about our communication with Coco and how we can, you know, not go into fight or flight because that would happen when you get overwhelmed, when I would get overwhelmed. I, in the past, could feel myself go to fight or flight. And I don't want my daughter to experience that, that I can't regulate my emotions. I want her to see, like, this is how we handle the emotions. And this is how I can help support you. And emotions are great and all the things. But you don't, you know, myself, I don't want to go to fight or flight or, you know, anger, or the, you know, those sort of things with my daughter. I want her to feel like very supported and that, I'm doing a really, really good job showing up for her. So after doing 
the toddler course and being like, holy smokes, like we got all these skills now, this realization of, okay, how do we bring this to our own relationship, like Bill and I, and how do we bring this to, you know, like how we treat each other? And it was just so eye-opening because it was like, we just got really, really so much better with the tools and the skills with our daughter. And it was like, okay, now we can turn this on ourselves too. And how do we work through these things together? Because, you know, it's easy to be triggered, I think, with your partner sometimes, where if you've had past discussions and things have gone a certain way, like, again, the neurons in your brain just wire you to go back there and feel those feelings, even just thinking about it when nothing different has actually happened. But you can make yourself feel something just thinking about something. So we've just, I think, done a really badass job of becoming better parents because of the skill set that we have. And we've raised the bar for ourselves. We've raised the bar for how we interact with our kids, like Coco specifically, because she's a toddler and, you know, Bo, he's just a newbie. So he's just, you know, new around here. But we've also raised the bar with each other in how we are dissecting things and talking about things. And then I think we've also been better supports for other people who bring us issues and really just, you know, like trying to understand instead of like piling on, you know, when someone comes to you and they feel the emotions of different things, instead of like being like, oh, don't talk to me about that or, you know, kind of piling on the negative wagon. It's like taking that same approach that we're taking with our, you know, with Coco and and the toddler phase. So those have been some of the biggest changes and the things that I am most, most proud of that we have done besides obviously becoming parents to a child that like, you know, I knew I loved obviously like one child. And I think I've heard chitter chatter of people saying, oh, I don't know how I'm going to love my second child, you know, the same or whatever. And it's just so crazy. These two little beings, you know, in your life and anyone that has two kids, I'm, you know, I'm sure this is just preaching to the choir here, but um, the love that I have for these guys, like it just fills my heart so, so much and legit. I've heard about these people before that can meditate and like make themselves feel so grateful that they could start crying. I am that level of, again, call it cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I just am. And, you know, it's so wonderful to have that feeling of fullness in my heart that, yeah, I just, I really couldn't feel more fulfilled on on that side of my life with how things have ended up. And I feel like there's been this shift in me. I'm so effing grateful for my parents and everything that they have done for me. Like you can't understand what your parents have done for you. You know, I truly couldn't until I had kids. Like now I'm like, oh my God, like my parents were effing rock stars. Like, holy smokes, this is insane. Every parent is a rock star. Like I can't even, I can't even, it's insane. They just do, you know, you do so much for your kids and they are your center. Even things like before in the past, I used to think like, oh, like, my siblings like, you know, get treated differently than me and, you know, fleeting comments like that. I'm like, there's no way. My love for both of these kids is so great. I, there's just no way that a parent could love one kid more than another, at least the way that I'm feeling. And I look at my, you know, things in my childhood so differently. So it's just groovy, man. It's just groovy. It's a crazy, crazy wheel, the wheel of life. And, uh, 
I'm just so grateful to be uh, here with you guys, to be doing what I do and yeah, learning the lessons, being able to reflect on them and just being in this present moment with you guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would love to hear your feedback and comments and I just appreciate you guys so, so very much. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.